Welcome back to Dear Younger Me, a podcast created to help you get to a place of healing. I'm Whitney, your host. I hope that you guys are having a great start to your week and ready to jump into this week's episode. Today's episode is Dear Younger Me, Your Friendships Matter. There's a quote by Jim Rohn that says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Think about that for a second. How does that equate in your life? What are some challenges you have faced with the people closest to you? How do they elevate your thinking or what are some of the roadblocks that you've noticed? How are your decisions and opinions influenced by these people? Are they helping to grow or deterring you? One of humans' basic needs is the need for love, connection, sense of belonging. People need people. It's so important to find friendships that speak love and truth into your life. We've all heard this before, but true friends are the ones that stick with you and love you through the good and the bad. You hold each other accountable, offer wisdom, and even forgiveness to one another. This doesn't mean that we're perfect, though. We've all had friendships where we have either let someone down or they've let us down. But that should not stop us from trying to cultivate strong Christian friendships. I wanted to just go over this little list I created from my own research of all of the benefits to having good friends. The first one goes along with the human need for connection and a sense of belonging. Good friends help to promote a sense of belonging and purpose helps to decrease feelings of depression, hopelessness. But friends also help to boost your happiness and reduce stress. Your friends are your cheerleaders, you know, the ones you're going to with your wins and your losses throughout life. There have been studies that have shown that positive relationships build self-esteem and vice versa. Friendships help, help to offset stress. So venting to friends, physical touch, those hugs with a friend that we all know can mean so much and just feel so good to have someone embracing you, caring for you. Feeling lonely and isolated can actually have such a negative effect on your stress response. There have also been studies that show how having good friendships and good conversations can help protect brain health. So helping to protect against brain aging and diseases like dementia. Good friends can help you cope with grief, trauma, you know, when you lose your job or when you or a family member or friend gets diagnosed with a severe illness or a serious illness. Connection and social support is the number one thing that people need to help them get through hard times. Friendships help to encourage healthy behaviors and help to avoid unhealthy lifestyles. So friends motivate us to make healthier choices. And you want to find those friends that you know, not only support every single thing you do, but also constructive criticize, you know, if you're drinking a lot or you're eating really bad or, you know, just not making good choices with your exercise or with your job is just really stressing you out and you just keep pushing and your friend's like, hey, maybe this isn't the job for you. Or, hey, maybe this isn't the relationship that you need to be in right now with other friends or romantic relationships. Like we need the people that also hold us accountable. So the ones that celebrate us, but also speak truth and life into us. I think it's so cool to see just how my life and friendships have changed over the years, especially since I've left Cincinnati, Ohio. I was always wondering, you know, why God was pulling me to Tennessee. If you know me, you know I'm super outdoorsy and it made sense that I would love Tennessee 
And I still believe that. I love just the access to nature here, how it's so close. You know, I'm so close to waterfalls and really cool camping spots and all of that. But the reality is when I moved here, I didn't really know a single person. I had like one or two acquaintances at the time, but God really wanted me to start over, I believe, in the realm of friends. I didn't have that like really good, solid friendships that were chasing the Lord at home. It's just interesting because I look back at my life in Cincinnati and just the friends I had, and now I just have these godly friendships that I've been so blessed with, but it was also part of that was putting myself in a stage of my life where I didn't have any friends. You know, I moved from Cincinnati to Nashville, Tennessee. I had to put myself on the line to make these friends that I have now, but it's just so cool to see God's timing and and what he has in store for you when you're obedient to him. You know, I didn't know what he had for me here in Nashville, but now I realize that he just wanted me to come up on the altar. He wanted me to experience the fullness of what it means to walk with him and to have people in my life that are walking with him and to, to learn and grow for them, for them to mentor me, for me to mentor others. Like, it's just so cool. And it just goes to show how important your friends are. Because if I would have never moved to Nashville, I don't know, you know, if I would have made these kind of friends, if I would have been as close as I am to the Lord right now. So I personally want to just go over a, some characteristics of a good friend, according to the Bible. The first one is they treat you well. Colossians 3.12 says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Another characteristic of a godly friend is helping you through the hard times, like I mentioned earlier. People that are there helping you cope um, when it comes to grief, trauma, job loss, um, death in the family, or for friend, or even divorce. Galatians 6 Two says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Another one, which is a one that really has just warmed my heart this year and just made me truly be thankful for God's plan in my life and the people that he has put into my life is going to be in James 5.16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I think that was one of the biggest things I've learned this year that that we should be praying for each other right in the moment, right there, right now, like saying I'm going to pray for you later. It's just not enough. Like there's so much power in prayers and I've noticed the the friends that I've cultivated that kind of relationship with, they're so fruitful. They're so pure. They're so like the Lord, and I'm so grateful that I've I've had friends that were brought to me this year that have instilled that kind of friendship in me, that kind of characteristic in me. I really just feel that God is just pruning me, that God is just so good. He's so good. He knows what we need. He's brought me these friends that honestly, I I couldn't have imagined better friends than the ones I have right now. Another characteristic of a good friend is they point you to Christ. And this is in Hebrews 3.13. It says, but exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Another characteristic of a 
good friend is someone that does not expect anything in return. This is going to go from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Romans 12, 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. So for me, this kind of goes back to, you know, the friends that celebrate the wins with you and are also there in the losses, in the hard times. Another characteristic is they're good listeners. James 1 verse 19, it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. The biggest one, and honestly, this is so funny that the last podcast episode was about forgiveness, but the biggest one for me, the one that I feel like can be really hard for people is forgiveness. So we're going to go to Colossians 3.13. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So with all that being said, I wanted to kind of circle back around to what we said in the beginning of the podcast, that quote about how you are the average of the five closest people to you in your life. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So if you're around people right now and you are aware that it's not good for you, it's not bearing fruit, you're not getting closer to the Lord you're angry around them, you're gossipy, you're jealous, like all of these different things are floating around these friendships, the spirit of gossip, anger, holding grudges, all of that, just things that are not fruitful and of the Lord at all. If you have that in the back of your mind, like, hey, I've wanted to change my friend group, but I don't know how. I just want to encourage you that if that is where the Lord is taking you, You're going to get there eventually, I promise, because we serve a good God and he gives multiple chances. He chases after the 99. We know this. But I just want you to know that I've been there. I just want to encourage you that if you're obedient to the Lord and you say, okay, God, like I surrender. I can't do it on my own. That would bring the Lord so much joy that you came to him and that you're asking for his guidance and he will give you tenfold. Like he'll, he will give you the best of the best friends. And I'm only saying this from experience. The Lord has something more for you. He has more than friends that gossip all the time, because you know what? Those friends that are gossiping to you about other people, guess what? They're gossiping about you too. And it is like a really hard revelation when you realize that the friends that you've been there for, that, that you would just have done anything for don't have your back at the end of the day. But I'm telling you that the small amount of isolation that you are going to have to go through in order to step into the new friendships, the godly friendships that the Lord has for you, it's nothing. It's nothing compared to this drama that you have to experience with these friends that don't have the same values of you on a daily basis that are involved in drugs, money, sex, just the worldly things. 
The Lord has just so much more in store for you. Have you ever realized that or just recognized that those things don't fill your soul up? Like maybe temporarily you're like, yeah, we're partying, we're drinking, we're having a great time. You know, you're having one night stands, but have you ever realized that those things just don't last? The next day you're back to feeling depressed and suicidal again. Matthew 7 verse 24 to 27 says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. If you're building your life on these friendships that just don't have the fruits of Jesus, that are not walking, talking, acting like Jesus, then you're doing yourself a disservice because the Lord has so much more for you. And I'm just looking back at my life. I'm looking back like, man, if I would have really been selective of the people that I was allowing into my life when I was younger and I wouldn't have thrown my pearls to the swine, I would have had so much more spiritual growth at an earlier age. And now I'm 28 and I'm thankful. Like we serve a God that just relentlessly chases us. He left the 99 for me. He'll leave it for you. He provides a way even when you, you know, abort his ship like 50 times. You know, he he's a good God in that way. But, you know, we never know when the last day is. We never know when he's coming. We don't know that. So if I could go back to younger me, I would tell her all these characters. I would show her all of these characteristics of the friends, the godly friends that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. I would tell her that you are the average of the five closest people in your life. And to take a good hard look at those people and ask yourself, do I want to be like those people? Are these people leading me closer to God? Are these people patient, kind, forgiving? Are they serving like Jesus did? If not, I wouldn't want to be around them. Because we serve such a loving God. And if you're busy with gossip and judging people and holding grudges and just not forgiving and being hateful and being mean, then you're missing it. You're missing on what the Lord has in store for you. You're missing the goodness of the friendships that He wants to bless you with. And I just pray right now, that whatever insecurities you're battling that are causing you to stay in empty friendships, ungodly friendships, friendships that aren't bearing fruit, friendships that don't make you feel good about yourself, friendships that are filled with lies and drama and deceit and hate and suffering and gossip, that God just removes those people radically from your life without warning and that He just pours like-minded people, people that are going to help you to chase the Lord, people that are going to pour into what God has for you, people that are going to encourage you with the gifts that God has given you. 
people that are going to encourage you to live a better life, that are going to help convict you of the things that are deterring you from the Lord or preventing you from getting closer to the Lord. People that are going to listen to you, not judge you. People that are going to love you through the good and through the bad. All the things we talked about earlier. I just pray that over you right now, that the Lord blesses you with holy friends so that you will be able to step into the life that God has for you. In Jesus' name. And I know it's hard. I know it's so hard to be isolated, especially if you're somebody that needs to be around people all the time. But it's a short season. It's a short season of trusting God and being obedient, knowing that He has more for you, trusting that He has so much more for you. And you'll look back and you'll just praise God for giving you that revelation that you need to step out of the life that you're trying to plan for yourself and step into the life that one that's already written, the one where your name is written in heaven. It's not easy at all saying goodbye to people that were in a season of your life that, that you thought would be there forever, but friends can be seasonal. Friends can be there to impact you in a way to teach you a lesson. And then in the blink of an eye, they're gone. That's life. But the second, the moment that God puts it on your heart to step into something new, for me, it was to move away from everything and everyone I've known, trusting that he had something more for me. That's when it all changes and you'll never go back because you'll realize how faithful the father is, how faithful he is, how that you can trust him. He will never, ever leave you. He'll never fail you. But that doesn't mean that the seasons of growth won't be hard. They're going to be hard. It's hard to make new friends. It's hard to lean into what the Lord has for you when you want other things. But Philippians 1.21 says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Living in God means that you're a new creation. Walking with Jesus means that you died to your old self. You died to your fleshly desires, and you're living a new life. You're not the same. And the people that you used to live with, the people that you used to walk with, they're going to change because you've changed. And I just want to wrap up by encouraging you, if you are in this place where you're having a difficult time with friendships right now and letting go of certain friendships or stepping into what God has called for you in friendship, I want to encourage you to pray for the people that are not yet ready to step into the place that you're going because they need our prayers. They're far from the Father. They might have generational trauma that's keeping them, strongholds that's keeping them from a relationship with the Father at all or deepening the relationship with the Father. And those people need our prayers. And, and I just encourage you to pray for the people that have hurt you, that maybe this friendship isn't, hasn't necessarily hurt you, but it's just not giving you spiritual nourishment and you need to move on. I just encourage you to pray for those people. God hears our prayers and those people God wants to welcome home just as much as he wants to welcome you home, just as much as he welcomed you home. I'm going to wrap up with a quote by Morgan Harper Nichols. It says, 
perhaps at times the reason why you're feeling left out is because God is calling you out further to a place where other people might not be ready to go. And that can be lonely at times, but only until you realize that when you are with Him, you are never alone. And He will place people on your path when they need to be there. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Dear Younger Me. If you like what you're listening to, leave us a review or a rating and tell your friends and family. You can also follow along on Instagram at Dear Younger Me Podcast underscore. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your week. We love you so much.